0: Welcome into our second edition of the Inside the Alliance podcast here by K2 Sports. Uh, My name is Kevin Long. I'm here with co-host Kevin Boswick. And we are going to bring you our season preview for the Alliance of American Football. So we're going to go through team by team. We're going to look at some of the key names on each of these teams. Uh, We're going to go through the outlooks for some of these teams. Uh, You know, how we see the season playing out. Uh, We're going to move through and talk about our team, so uh, we are going to announce who our official team is that we will be supporting on the podcast, Uh, and then we will go through our Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year and some other key players to look out for. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Kevin Boz. Uh, We have a slight update from our previous podcast where we were talking about Uh, Where the games can be found, Um, we have some additional details as to where you can catch these games. So, Boz, where can the folks go to watch all of the Alliance of American Football games throughout the season?
1: Yeah, so some great news actually just broke uh, right before we recorded this podcast. So it's a late edition here. But it was just announced today that the NFL Network will be in affiliation with the AAF, and they will be recording um, an app, or they will have a game on Saturday night and Sunday night. So half of the games are going to be on the NFL Network, and the other half are either going to be on Bleacher Report Live or CBS Sports Network. So uh, in the last pod, we had talked about. It's going to only be on CBS Sports Network or their app. Um, this is great news. Now I can just sit down and watch it on the TV and not really have to worry about it. So
0: yeah, this is great news. And before in the last podcast, we were talking about maybe getting one game a week on the CBS Sports Network, two games being the opening game and the championship game on CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this is great news that everyone will be able to catch the Alliance American Football. Uh, on, on their standard cable package. Uh, so good to see that uh, They're making some efforts and you know through breach report things like that to get the, these games out there for everyone to see so that's definitely some great news and uh, Exciting for all the other fans who are, are looking to catch some AAF action this season So now we're going to move on to our season preview uh, So we're going to start in the east go through each of the teams go through the west uh, pick our team and then we'll talk about some of the other key players to look for so we're going to start with the atlanta legends and uh, So the first player that comes to mind for me for the atlanta legends is aaron murray He was the standout quarterback from georgia university of georgia of a few years ago uh, Had a great arm was drafted uh, in the nfl uh, really never got a chance to show himself in the nfl can never Get that accuracy down. That was always a problem for him at Georgia. Uh, but he's, he's got big time talent. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, you know, he has a great opportunity to work with Michael Vick as his offensive coordinator. So I, I think that will be a great pair for this two. And I'm looking for some big things from Aaron Murray. Uh, next guy that I'm looking at is Denard Robinson. Boz, I think. This guy is a special place in our hearts. We know uh, uh, we were big fans of the NCAA football game, the the last one, 2014, to be uh, released, which of course had Denard Robinson in his Michigan uniform on the mm-hmm. cover. Back when he was a quarterback at Michigan, now playing running back for the Atlanta Legends. Spent some time with the Jaguars in his career. Had some early success in his career, but uh, sort of fell off. You know when they drafted Fournette and. And got guys like Yeldon, uh, Robinson kind of fell off the page and has now found himself in the AAF. But I think he's going to make a lot of op- uh, make a good uh, impression in this new opportunity in the AAF. Uh, so I am looking for some big things from that duo, that running back uh, quarterback combo. I think it'll be one of the best ones in the league. Uh, a couple other guys to look out for, a couple guys who have been in the NFL. Uh, Keith Tobridge, he played for Louisville and uh, also as a Special place in my heart because he played for the Bills at one point, tight end. He's uh, he's a big target. He's a good player. Uh, you know, he, he spent some time with the Bills and and got some good minutes, but uh, never really stuck around for too long with the Bills. But uh, I think he'll have a good chance. And uh, Young Hoku, he is the kicker for the Atlanta Legends. Spent some time with the Chargers about a half a season. Uh, I think a lot of people like to roster him on their fantasy football rosters just for their naming purposes, but, uh, you know, has shown himself to be a pretty good kicker. Uh, and I'm looking for some good things to come from him. So, so those are the key players that I have from the Atlanta legends. Now I'm going to throw it over to you, Boz. Who are you looking at from this team?
1: So one thing I did want to touch on a couple of players you talked about. So with Aaron Murray, um, this is going to be a, a similar thing that you're going to see among many teams. They wanted to get quarterbacks in there who played either college or NFL around that area, so you automatically have some fans. Uh, being from Atlanta, he went to UGA. Uh, you're, you're automatically getting that connection, so very excited to see that get reconnected. Um, about Denard Robinson, I am a little bit concerned to see – is he still going to have that explosiveness? Uh, he is a couple years out, and I'm not sure if you knew this. He actually almost died in 2016. Um, he he was found asleep in a partially submerged car. Um, I, you know, again, this kind of goes off that second lease on life, second lease on an NFL career. Um, you know, it, he's gonna he might be one of the most interesting players in this entire league because he has the name, he has the skill set. Is he gonna? Bring it with it with the legend. So I mean, I, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think he's gonna, you know
0: Wow, yeah, so that's news to me. I did not know uh, about that story, but yeah. you know All <laughs> else aside he is absolutely an explosive player He had an opportunity was the starter for the Jaguars at one point prior to them <laughs> drafting uh, Leonard Fournette fourth mm-hmm. overall in the 2017 draft so I, I think he has a real opportunity to succeed here. Uh, and I think he absolutely has a chance to, you know, make his way onto a practice squad this year coming off this season in the AAF. Uh, I'm looking for him to, to make full advantage of this opportunity. He, you know, he has shown his ability at quarterback at Michigan, and he always had those legs and, you know, was able to successfully transition to running back in the NFL. And then it sounds like that story was so – Kind of the end for Denard Robinson in the NFL, mm-hmm. so I'm looking for him to be one of those guys who has that second lease on life, is able to turn that into another appearance back in the NFL. I, I think he's going to have a great season. Yeah, it, it'll be a
1: great time seeing him him play again. I mean, you love to see guys who who have that big name from college and and even have it transfer over to the NFL too. Uh, going off of a couple other guys who I'm excited to see, uh, they have a kicker, Young Ho Young Ho Koo uh fantasy team team was named after him for about two weeks uh, if you remember him he was with the chargers uh, i think last year or two years ago and he was just electric he, he kind of came out of nowhere he had all these videos about himself and he got cut after four weeks so um you know personally he he has a little place in my heart that i'm excited about and one other player i i, I i've never heard of him before but i was doing some research his name is Dwayne hollis he's a cornerback for their team so, I just want to read you his resume right now. Went to D3. After D3, he went out to a football league in Finland. After that was over, he played for two or three uh, arena football leagues. Immediately after that, he goes and joins a Chinese arena league. After that Chinese arena league's over, he comes and joins the AAF. So...
0: I think the bigger news is they have a football league in Finland and an arena football league in China. That's that's news to me on both accounts.
1: I mean, it's a it's a huge market. You, you know, I, if I were to ever visit Finland, I, I want to see some football, American football, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, why else would you go to Finland other than to see some
1: football? <laughs> but, uh... But no, I, I I think you know he might not play a big part in this in this league. But I think it's just cool to see stories like that and and someone who really has traveled around the world playing football to to find his way back home and now the second biggest football league in America. So
0: that's that's some good research right there. Kudos to you. I uh, would have never found anything like that. I never knew they had football in Finland or China for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, So anything else on the Atlanta Legends? Are you ready to move on to the Birmingham Iron?
1: Oh, yeah, let's get it.
0: All right. First two players that come to mind from the Birmingham Iron, uh, another couple of local guys, at least uh, where they went to college, Blake Sims, quarterback from Alabama, and Trent Richardson, the running back from Alabama, that was selected third overall by Cleveland Browns in the 2012 NFL Draft. So, as of right now, it looks like Blake Sims is not going to be the starter for the Birmingham Iron. Uh, however, two big names from the Alabama area. Uh, Trent Richardson is looking like he's going to be the starter for this team. He's a guy that had a lot of potential. He, um, you know, he did very, very well at Alabama. He finished third overall in the Heisman race in, the, in 2012 uh, with Andrew Luck and, and RG3, which was obviously a, a very talented class that year. So obviously this guy has some potential, and, and he showed that, and the Cleveland Browns saw it in him in you know, selecting him third overall. So I'm looking for him to, to make another uh, you know run back to the NFL. I, I think he's, he's a guy that has some potential to show what he's got, now, on the other hand, he is, you know, starting to get older by running back standards. So maybe, maybe it will be too late for him, and maybe he doesn't have the quickness and agility that he once had. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy back out on the field for the first time in a little while, and uh, I think we're going to see some good things from him this season.
1: Yeah, Kevin. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying uh, real quick let me touch on Luis Perez because uh, he's a very unknown player I, I've never heard of him before uh, this league uh, I'm looking up some background on him he actually never played varsity football in high school uh, ended up walking on to a Juco team and he got transferred to a d2 team um, you know after that he made this roster wasn't expected to be the starting quarterback just be a backup and you know grow I actually beat out Blake Sims Something like that just kind of gives you that, that you know, that that stupidity of being able to win. It, it, it's going to be exciting to see him play and play on house money, essentially.
0: You could almost say he's a Michael Jordan of sorts. Didn't make his varsity team. So he is the Michael Jordan of the AAF. Is that what you're saying?
1: You know what? I'll put it on record. He is the Michael Jordan of the AAF.
0: All right. You heard it here first, folks. Kevin Boswick calling out Luis Perez as the Michael Jordan of the AAF. Uh, so, Boz, who else are you looking at in this Birmingham Iron team?
1: So, there was a one quarterback that I was kind of excited about, Ja'Cory Shepard. It, it seems like his status is a little bit uncertain. Uh, he is listed on the roster on some sites and some other. He isn't, uh, but he is a fun player to look out for. Uh, Another one that I had my eye on was Nick Novak going back to kicker. He's got a ton of experience. I think, you know, right now we're looking at the big names like the Trent Richardson's and, you know, Blake Sims, everyone else. But you get to a player who has enough NFL experience and enough just professional career experience. Kicking is still a big, important aspect in football. I don't care what league. And obviously, you know, we're not doing the two point or the extra point and we're not doing the kickoffs. The biggest plays for kickers are still the field goals. That's still a play. It, that is how you win and lose games. We saw it in this year's playoffs. I'm sure we'll see it in, in the AAF playoffs. Having an experienced kicker is, is going to help lead that special teams. So, it, you know, it overlooked a lot of times, but still uh, pretty important.
0: Yeah, and in addition to that, they have uh, a very good punter in Colton Schmidt. Now, he's a guy that played for the Bills for a long time. He yeah, had had a lot of success. I I, I loved Colton Schmidt. I, I love watching him He he yeah. used to get the Buffalo in a good field position. He used to switch the field uh, He was a great punter and I'm shocked that he never found his way back onto an NFL team this year mm-hmm. uh, You know, this is a guy that could be huge for the Birmingham iron He, he is going to be the best punter in the league by my estimation in this league Uh, I think he's going to find his way back onto an NFL roster because of this league. I think he's going to show out. Uh, So I'm excited to see the Birmingham iron have a a really good uh, special teams duo uh, in their, in their arsenal. Boz, anyone else you're looking at on this Birmingham iron team? No, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of
1: guys who, who in my mind aren't as high praised, but um, I think Trent Richardson is really going to raise the play of everybody. And, you know, again, it kind of comes down to that line play. If they can open up holes for him, they'll they'll have success.
0: So I had one more guy going back to special teams plays here, uh, by <laughs> the, the name the
1: special of teams team.
0: Exactly, by the name of Chris Davis. Now, if you remember him, he is from Auburn. He plays for the Birmingham oh, Iron. Oh, nice, Chris Davis, the famous hundred nine yard return on the field goal kick in the Iron Bowl. To win that game for Auburn, Uh, he was, uh, you know, he doesn't have anything else really to his name other than that play, but but that just sticks out in your mind. That's one of the most iconic moments in the history of college football. Uh, So I'm really excited to see him play. I don't know if he's going to be on punt returns or if he's going to be in his normal duties as a cornerback, but. Uh, just to, that just jumped off the page at me, and I'm excited to see this guy back out on the football field, hopefully making some more 109-yard returns.
1: Now, I have a question for you. Will he be booed by the fans? Does he have a target on his back from every fan, all, all the Alabama fans for the Birmingham Iron? Will he be booed?
0: Yeah, honestly, I would have to look at a map and see where birmingham is in relation to tuscaloosa and and auburn but i would have to think that there's going to be some booze. i I think you're going to see more alabama fans out at this at these games than you will auburn so Mm -hmm. yeah i think this guy absolutely has a target on his back but uh you know he's an exciting player to watch obviously and and i'm excited to see Mm -hmm. him play for birmingham now we're going to move on to the Memphis express uh, so the first two guys that I saw from Memphis, uh, were the two quarterbacks that they have, Zach, Zach Mettenberger uh, of LSU and played a couple of years with the Tennessee Titans and then Christian Hackenberg from Penn State and Your boy. Uh, was also drafted by the Jets. Yeah, my boy. I thought he was the savior for Penn State when they were in some trouble, uh, with all the issues at Penn State. Christian Hackenberg was guy in that class to hold everything together and say, hey, I'm sticking with Penn State. I made my commitment. I'm gonna to keep to my word and he convinced a bunch of guys in that class to go and stay with Penn State as well. And he was the best quarterback in that class. So I you know, was certainly excited about him at the time. You know, he never quite worked out the way we thought he would. He was able to put up a bunch of yards for Penn State, uh, but, but never seemed to come up in the big moments and, and then he never uh, was able to find that success on the Jets, and now uh, looking to make a mark on this league. But he's got some competition. It looks like right now he's uh, edging out Zach Mettenberger for this job. But Mettenberger had, had quite a bit of success at LSU. Uh, he's, he's had about 10 starts in the NFL for the Titans, uh, about 14 games played. Uh, 60% completion percentage and and he is a a good quarterback. He is a serviceable backup in the NFL He's proven himself and I think he's gonna have some success in this league So I honestly see this playing out with Zach Zach Mettenberg ending up being the starter for this team in the end Uh, But I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this QB battle in Memphis
1: Yeah, so this this QB battle, um because of those two big names, a lot of fans immediately kind of like ran right to Memphis Express to be their team. Um, but, you know, what, having two quarterbacks, not always the best thing because you might get some controversy, especially if Hackenberg wins it out and he plays like Hackenberg does, you know, <laughs> it raises up red flags. And, you know, they actually had a third quarterback, Troy Cook, who was actually their protected pick. Um, he's no longer on the team anymore, but both Hackenberg and Mettenberger, I believe, actually got declined by their original team to get protected. So, you know, on the side, they both might have a little chip on their shoulder. Um, so, I, again, it, having these names is, is great, and it, it does get some fan interest. Uh, one other player I did want to talk about, too, is uh, running back Zach Stacey. Uh, if you remember him, he was a Rams fifth-round pick. Um he actually, after Gurley got traded, uh, wanted to request a trade, and ever since that happened, he his career started going downhill. Um, again, like we talked about before, you have the aging running back factor, but he does have that big name. He does have that experience. It, it's something to look out
0: for. Yeah, maybe not a guy that will make his way back into the league due to mm-hmm. his age, but Absolutely has had some success at the NFL level and and I had him as a guy to highlight as well played his college football at Vanderbilt uh, And he certainly has an opportunity to make his mark on this team, you know, whoever ends up being that quarterback Combined with Zach Stacy, I think that it, it makes Memphis one of the top offenses in this league to watch So mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see some high-powered offense out of teams like Memphis and Atlanta uh and I'm excited to see those teams going back and forth.
1: They might have one of the best guards in the game in uh, Dallas Thompson, Thomas. He was a Miami third-round pick in 2013. You know, all you need is, is a couple good guys on the line to just dominate in this league, I feel like. And and if, if you can have that line opening up the holes and letting Zach Stacy do his thing back when in his prime, you know, that's going to open up a lot for Hackenberg. And they're both two guys who I think would need that help of a running back. So... That's, that's going to be really important to see. And, uh, you know, line wins games. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they can plug in anybody. They'll, they'll, they'll put up rushing yards.
0: Yep. Now moving on to the Orlando Apollos, our final team in the East here. Uh, they are led by Steve Spurrier. Uh, the first guy that jumps out to me is Ryan Davis. He spent some time with the Redskins and the Jaguars. Uh, he's you know started quite a few games in his nfl career. He's shown himself Uh to be an excellent pass rusher Uh and now finds himself in the aaf and and I, I think this is a key guy that Is going to make his way back into the nfl. I, I think he's going to show out in this league I, I think he's gonna you know get a bunch of sacks tackles for losses I, I think he's going to show what he's capable of because uh, I don't I don't think he's been playing out to his potential in the past few years He's sort of got edged out in Jacksonville by Dante Fowler when, when he was drafted in, in Gokwe, Uh And he struggled to find a place ever since then. So I'm looking for him to make his mark on this league and find his ba- himself back on an NFL roster in the near future. Yeah, uh,
1: one of the, the batteries that I see that I'm pretty excited about is the QB wide receiver combo of Garrett Gilbert and Frankie Hammond. Um, Gilbert being basically a journeyman in, in terms of, of NFL play. Uh, he's bounced around to a, a numerous different teams, went to college at Texas and SMU. Um, but Frankie Hammond, I think, could be lightning in a bottle for this team. Uh, he went to University of Florida, dual sport athlete in wide receiver and track and field, and then played some time with the Chiefs. And uh, that, that's that connection that I could, I could definitely see uh, paying off.
0: Boz, anyone else to highlight on the Orlando Apollos before we move out west?
1: Yes, actually one other player real quick. Uh, one of possibly the best defensive players in this league and Will Hill. Uh, he's a defensive back. He played uh, at University of Florida as well. Um, played a little bit of the Arena Football League, uh, but really made his career with the Ravens until a failed drug test. I think he can really step up this league, and he might be one of the best secondary in this league.
0: Interesting, interesting. Big player to watch, potential mm-hmm. defensive player of the year candidate, but we'll get to that later. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh so we'll move out west now to the Arizona Hotshots and Boz, I'll throw this one to you to start us off. Who are you looking at on this Arizona Hotshots team?
1: So I'm looking at one of potentially the best players in this league in Trevor Knight. I am so excited to start watching him play. I think he's gonna light up this league. You know, he, he played with uh, at Oklahoma and Texas A&M, and a uh, very brief stint uh, in the NFL, I, I think it was with the Cardinals. Um, he was just an electric college football player, and I think he's going to carry it right into this. Uh, I actually saw a stat. He had a faster 40 than Alvin Kamara. It's going to be fun. He is, he is like their typical college quarterback who lights it up, doesn't really have that skill set to translate to the next level. But maybe if he finds somewhere in between it, the AAF, that might be, you know, where he finds his – find it really take off.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a quarterback with a faster 40 time than Alvin Kamara. That that just seems insane. I, mm-hmm. I can't even – I can't even fathom that. I can't picture that in my mind. So absolutely something to watch. Someone I'm looking out for on the hot shots is uh, from your favorite team in the NFL, yes, the Eagles, let's go. Josh let's hot, go. One of the – chip Kelly guys that he brought in, uh, for reasons <sighs> unknown to most in a, a dark couple of years in the Philadelphia Eagles history, but we won't go into that. Yeah. Uh, but, but Josh Huff has shown himself to, uh, be, you know, a decent NFL wide receiver. He, he was able to hang around for a couple of years. Um, so, I, you know, I think, uh, going up against some of this competition in the Alliance of American football, I think he can certainly have some success and I think he's going to be uh, the go-to wide receiver for Trevor Knight.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, he, w- he was brought in um, because he went to Oregon, but uh, you know, Eagles fans hyped them up. He was brought in to be Deshaun Jackson's replacement because he's just a speedy guy. I can see him hitting up a couple 80, 90 yard touchdowns this year, just because he blows past the defenders. So, uh, you know, obviously he, he got in some trouble, uh, uh, Towards the end of his Eagles stint, but um, again, like like many players in this league, he's getting that second chance, and you know he's got so much athleticism that he's it, it, the combination of Trevor Knight and Josh Huff is just going to be so much fun to watch. That's 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 a team that I'm the most excited for right now to see. Um, but looking on the uh, defensive side of the of the ball, uh, I did see one player that did kind of catch my interest was Will Sutton. He's a defensive tackle and he was actually a two-time defensive player of the year at, in the PAC 12 um, with Arizona state. Uh, he has that connection of the local local team. So he, he, he knows that area that that area probably has some love for him. And uh, he was a bears third round pick uh, in 2014. Um, obviously his career kind of got side railed because of injuries. And then after that injury just got passed around, but he's an, another player to look for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The guy I'm looking at. I'm looking at some more special teams mm-hmm. here for the Arizona Hotshots. Nick Folk. He mm. spent a lot of time in the NFL with the Jets. He, he was an excellent kicker for a long time. And as happens with many kickers in the NFL, you know they just start missing a couple kicks and they get it in their own head. And uh, more so than anything else, it seems to be a mind game uh, more so than mm-hmm. physical play. So. Uh, I'm happy to see a guy like Nick Folk get a chance to to kick again in a competitive league. you know I think if any one of these guys, you know you look at Nick Novak, Young Koo, Nick Folk, if any one of those guys is able to get on a roll and get their confidence back, you know there there's always a shortage of kickers. Everyone is looking for a kicker and mm-hmm. you know may, maybe someone gets hurt and, and the NFL team needs a kicker to come in and start right away or Someone just loses their confidence and, and, you know, they they just can't hit anything. Uh, I'm looking for a couple of those guys to make their way back into the NFL this season. So I'm excited to see him get a chance. Uh, You know, when he was at the top of his game, he was was one of the best kickers in the league. So I'm excited to see him getting this opportunity.
1: Yeah, you you brought up a good point with the kickers. Uh, Now that I'm thinking about it, really only half the teams in the NFL have a set kicker. Most teams have a kicker where if they have two bad games, I'm talking like missed two or three in a row They're done. They're cut. So this is really is a a showcase for kickers, you know um, mostly because this league just translates very well into the NFL and
0: yeah, I think the Bears may be uh, Looking very closely (laughs) at this league for a new kicker potentially looking at the the special teams guys in particular Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. See if they can hit poles or not. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe someone who just, you know, single doinks field goals, maybe. Yeah. You know, doinking in. Uh, but anyway, so we'll move on to the Salt Lake Stallions. On that note, so uh, are gonna have a couple of guys. Uh, the first two guys that jump off of me are their their running back tandem in Matt Asiata, uh, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. And Brandon Oliver, formerly of the San Diego Chargers, when they were in mm. San Diego. There we go. Uh, so, two guys that have had some success in the league. Mac Asiata had a chance to start when Adrian Peterson originally went down with his injury a few years ago. So, I think you're going to see some explosive plays out of him. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good football player and one of the top running backs to watch in this league. And then Brandon Oliver never quite made his way uh, as a starter for the Chargers. He was always, you know, maybe a, a passing down back or, uh, you know, a second option for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, but showed himself to be a capable runner, and uh, I think he's going to serve as a, in the same role for the Salt Lake City Stallions. Um, I think he's, he's going to provide a, a good second option for this team.
1: Yeah, Matt Asiata, Asiata, however you say his name, um, terrible pronunciation, so excuse me. I call him Mr. Waverwire. He is the guy that everybody puts their first claim in. The second AP gets injured, suspended, whatever happens to him, you pick him up. He, he had to have been on everybody's waiver wire at some point. So, you know, it, you get that name involved, and, and I, like you said, that's that's going to be exciting. Um, as, as for their starting quarterback, they have, uh, two guys, Austin Allen and Josh Wonderum. not too much experience. Uh, Allen had one year with the Bucks, and Wonderham had seven teams in two years. So, uh, you know, they're definitely lacking that QB depth depth, but, um, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think overall this team is going to be, um, one of the weaker teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not seeing a whole lot from them in terms of QB play, and I, I think that's really what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. You know, just like the NFL, you need a good quarterback in order to uh, make a run in, in mm-hmm. any football league. So, uh, I think they are one of the weakest teams in terms of quarterback play, uh, and I think that's going to be an issue for them. Uh, but they, they have a, an explosive wide receiver in Kalen Clay. He's a guy that he's gone back and forth between the Carolina Panthers and the Buffalo Bills. He's he served as a, in a special teams role as a punt returner and a kick returner at times. Uh, this is a guy, he, he's a speedy guy. He's very similar to Josh Huff in a lot of respects. Uh, I, I think he's going to have an opportunity to really show out in this league uh, and show off his speed uh, we're really going to see what he's able to do. He's he's going to be a special player in this league, and um, he's going to be making a lot of plays on special teams as well as on offense. Uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see this guy play. I just hope uh, you know he he can get someone to get him the ball enough to to show some potential. hmm
1: And and one other thing I did notice about this team, they might have a good defense. Not going to be guaranteed on this because I don't know a lot of the players, but I do know one player, Trevor Riley, outside linebacker. Uh, He played with the Patriots before uh, before this season. I think he has the opportunity of being one of the best defensive players in this league. And you know, my thought is if you have one good uh, uh, linebacker, especially players feed off that they build off that aggressiveness and and he might be able to revitalize that uh defensive team so you know if i think this team does have a chance in competing this year i think it is going to be based off of if matt asiata can can be explosive again and if if trevor riley can help lead that defense and you know maybe they can start winning some games 12 to 10 or 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 12 to 11 i guess with you know the the rules now but you know it's going to be interesting
0: Agreed Uh, anyone else you're looking at before we move on to San Antonio
1: now, let's uh, let's let's go down to San Antonio
0: All right, so so looking at San Antonio There really are no names that jump off the page at you. I'm I'm sure you saw the same thing that I did Mm -hmm. Uh, Just you know a lot of you know, really no name guys essentially young players uh, looking to make a name for themselves do You would think that this team would struggle, and albeit this is the preseason, this was the first preseason game. They played the Atlanta Legends, and they beat them 37-11. to 11. So obviously this team has something going for them, something that they're doing well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure exactly what it is because I don't recognize a whole lot of players on this team. So, pause I'm going to throw this one to you. Is there anyone that uh, jumps out to you on this team? Yeah, so one
1: thing I do want to clear up: it was a preseason game. Let's not forget. I'm pretty sure the Browns had a winning record in the preseason during their two and fifty stretch. So let's take things with a grain of salt in that. I know I they did put out. A, still a think on a
0: 26 them, point but. victory says something. That means that they they led from the outset and they you know kind of cruised to a victory in the end here. Yeah, they, yeah. it seems like they dominated all facets. I think. You have to take some of it into account, albeit I will I will admit that it is preseason and there's you have to take that with a grain of salt, certainly.
1: Yeah, I mean in the end of the day, it really does come down to a lot of the coaching too and and how well this team adjusts and, and plays together. So I, I don't wanna just say, Oh, they don't have a big name, they're trash, but um, you know, from a fan perspective I wasn't too excited. However, I did do some research at the the local level of this team. There is some QB controversy already. So currently they have three quarterbacks on roster: uh, Dustin Vaughn, Marquise Williams, and Logan Woodside. One name missing from that list: Dalton Sturm. He was a quarterback at UTSA. He didn't make the cut. Fans were furious when this got this uh, the final roster got set in stone the other day. Um, you know, you're looking at their Twitter when they announced their 52-man roster, and it, it's just you know, where is Sturm? Why did Sturm not get it? he was really a local legend in that San Antonio area for football, and it pissed off a lot of fans. So, you know, again, take that for what it's worth. I don't think it, it, it matters in the grand scheme of thing if uh, Dalton Sturm didn't make the team. But, you know, for the local fans, it, it, it actually did. So,
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on to the San Diego Fleet. Uh, Basel, I'll throw this one to you to start. Who are you looking at from this team? So,
1: one player that uh, we all were looking at the start was Josh Johnson. However, he actually ended up going to the Redskins towards the end of the year. And, uh, you know, they're now missing a major quarterback in their hole. Uh, right now, they have Mike Berkovicki and Philip Nelson. Uh, Berkovicki went to ASU and then played a little bit with the Chargers and Cards. Didn't really make an impact with them. And uh, Nelson played at ECU in Minnesota, then went down to uh, the CFL. Again, his career kind of got sidelined by some legal issues, and it, he had a pretty brutal fight in 2014. Um, if you want to check it out on, you know, our fans want to check it out on Wikipedia. It's very graphic. So, um.
0: Yeah, Josh Johnson, certainly a big loss for the San Diego Fleet team, but it's good for the league overall. This league hasn't even started yet, and we've seen mm-hmm. our first great success story of someone making it from the this league onto an nfl roster and then seeing some success you know the redskins having two of their quarterbacks go down and mark sanchez essentially failing miserably to to even hold his own in the nfl and then josh mm. johnson came in and really held it together you know helped this team put up a, a fight against the eagles in the last game of the season and uh, you know stayed competitive with him so he's going to find himself on, the, on an NFL roster. If it's not with the Redskins, it'll be with someone else uh, because he is clearly at least a capable backup quarterback. So uh, excited to see that, but it's, it's a shame for the San Diego Fleet team because I think he certainly would have turned it around for them. Uh, and also looking at the offense, uh, you have uh, another guy with a lot of potential in Bishop Sankey. He was the second-round mm-hmm. pick of the Titans a few years ago. Uh, He was supposed to be the main guy. He had a lot of potential coming out of college, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy can do. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him getting another chance uh, to play some football. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of success with the San Diego Fleet team. Yeah, and and there was
1: one other name, too, that I did want to point out. Uh, Probably their most experienced defensive player, uh, DeMontre Moore. He went to Texas A&M and then got chosen by the Giants in the third round in 2013, bounced around after that to a couple different teams but uh you know anytime you can have that experience you can help guide the younger guys who you know never really got that nfl experience so uh, again defense there's not a lot out they didn't really build up this league to have big time defenders it was more off the quarterbacks running backs but uh you know obviously defense wins you championships and and anytime you can have that experience is going to be crucial to a team
0: yeah I have one last guy I want to mention on the San Diego Fleet team. It is their punter, Ryan Winslow. Now, it's not a very well known name. Uh, however, he is a former kicker and punter from my own LaSalle College High School. Graduated in 2013. Uh, I played JV baseball with this kid. Uh, he went to Pitt. He graduated from there just recently, 2018. Threw his hat in the ring. Uh, ended up signing with the Bears on the practice squad. Got a few pun- punts in uh, preseason. Uh, also, his his father George Winslow played in the NFL uh, for a brief time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching him play. It's exciting. You know, a guy I know personally and uh, have uh, you know played with before and played baseball with. Uh, so I'm excited to see him getting this opportunity. You know, not a well-known name, but. Uh, would I'm absolutely excited for him, and I hope to see him make his way onto uh, an NFL roster at some point as well. Pause. Anyone else that you are looking at from the San Diego fleet?
1: No, no. I again, it, it kind of really goes through just a, a couple key players, but you know, not, no one in particular that I'm that excited about.
0: All right, now we're gonna move on to telling you who our team is. so i'll let I'll let Bob do the honors here. So uh, Bob, why don't you talk about what we were looking at, why we chose the team we did, uh, and then finally, who we have chosen to support in this league?
1: Well, we We had a lot of discussion going back and forth of of what what team we should choose. I was a big component. Hey, let's just pick the coolest jersey because you know, it just looks cool. Um, Kevin wasn't a big fan of that. He he wanted to dig a little bit deeper than just that. Um, so you know, we we, we took. Uh, I I allowed the jersey to keep in there, but then we also took. You know, what players are we excited about? Um, what what team do we kind of know multiple players and and have that uh, that fan relationship with already? Um, looking at the coaches, uh, you know, if if they just have a nobody coach, you know, we don't care, but. You know, we talked about this coach uh, for our team in the last pod. Um, Michael Vick is our offensive coordinator, so I'm getting right into it. Atlanta, Atlanta Legends, the official team of Inside the Alliance.
0: Yeah, uh, in addition to their kicker with a great name, you mm-hmm. know, we, we were excited about Aaron Murray uh, playing in uh, not his home state, but where his state where he went to college. Uh, where he has a large fan base around him. I think this is going to be an exciting team to watch. Denar Robinson is an explosive player. I think he's going to be the best running back in this league. Uh, So a lot of good things going for the Atlanta Legends. Uh, Technically, I think they are the closest team to us here in in Philadelphia and Columbus. Actually, out there in Columbus, you're probably closer to Memphis. But, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to... Represent the the Atlanta legends and we're excited to do so mm-hmm. uh, Michael Vick a former Philadelphia Eagle, so you know some some tie to Philadelphia is really the only tie we have to this league at this point so uh, We are excited to announce that we are officially an Atlanta legends podcast here and, uh, and they are gonna okay. be the team that we are supporting moving forward uh, So for any Atlanta legends fans out there sign up subscribe to our podcast uh, we're going to be talking a lot about them throughout the year, and we'll also be talking about the rest of the league. So this, this will still remain—you uh, know—we'll do overviews of the league, and we'll talk about every game each week. Uh, but, the, but the Atlanta Legends is going to be our main go-to team. So well, now, we'll just
1: be—we'll be a slightly biased podcast talking about the league, to say the least.
0: So now we're going to move on to our season preview uh, in terms of. Are you know winning team predictions as well as offensive and defensive players of the year? Uh, So Baz, I'll go first. I'll take this one Uh, The team that I'm looking at right now is the Memphis Express So so looking at the Memphis Express as we talked about before they have two Very good quarterbacks uh, On their roster right now and Christian Hackenberg and Zach Mettenberger Uh, It looks like Christian Hackenberg is edging out Mettenberger but in the end, I see Mettenberger winning this job. I think he's he's the most established quarterback right now in this league. He has the most NFL experience. Uh, he's he's had the most success at uh, maybe not the college level. Maybe Aaron Murray has had more success at the college level, but certainly the NFL level. Zach Mettenberger has had the most success, starting a few games and and uh, you know having some success in the NFL. Uh, so I, I see him leading this memphis express team i think zach stacy is going to be a good running back for them and he'll hold his own uh so i'm looking forward to watching this team play um uh, and they have mike singletary coaching this team so uh, i i think this is going to be a well-coached team with a good quarterback and and i look for them to win this league now i think it's going to be uh you know close competition with our atlanta legends i think they're going to end up meeting in in the east finals Um, I like the Arizona Hot Shots out of the West as well. Uh, But the Memphis Express is the team that I'm looking to win this league. So, Boz, what are you looking at in this league? Which team do you like?
1: So, first off, with the Memphis Express, I actually could not disagree more. I I think they might be uh, farther down than you're guessing. Uh, Vegas is on my side, too. They actually have them as one of the worst teams in in terms of odds. But um, obviously, you know that completely different i think the arizona Hotshots are going to run through this uh, like i said earlier on on the pod trevor night josh huff they're going to be so electric together they're going to tear it up and they're gonna they're gonna be the superstars of this league and i just my main concern is that they stay on the team i mean i i can't see anybody picking someone up in in you know february march but you know i i I want to see them just tear it up and and I know this is going to happen uh, I can I can almost guarantee an Arizona hotshot. I know I'm rooting for the legends this year I can guarantee a hotshot Championship
0: Well, that's just the thing right you just you have no idea whether these guys are going to stay on the team and you know It's such mm-hmm. a, a back-and-forth thing because this is essentially a minor league football system so it's it's hard to make those those predictions. You, you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt And maybe that's why you see teams like the Memphis Express grabbing two good quarterbacks You know if the first guy mm-hmm. does well and gets signed you need another guy right behind him So that's an interesting take on it It'll be interesting to see how those storylines play out during the season who moves on to the NFL who stays uh, in the AAF and, and has some continued success Uh, Something certainly to monitor throughout the year Now we're gonna move on to offense and defensive player of the year in terms of offensive player of the year I I think we've both stated our guys already, Mm -hmm. but Boz I'll throw it to you Why don't you start with your offensive player of the year?
1: So obviously I'm gonna go uh, Hackenberg Uh, He's just (laughs) No Um, Trevor Knight hands down Trevor Knight. He is going to light this team up. I I can just see him putting up over 300 some yards and three touchdowns a game. Um, Josh Huff scoring one of them, but Tre- Trevor Knight is is just an electric player, and he's going to light this league. Uh, a just it, it's it hands down. I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, you know, we'll we'll replay this pod at the end of the year, and you can laugh at me. But right now, hands down MVP for
0: the offensive
1: player of the year. Uh, oh, absolutely.
0: By the sounds of it, it, it sounds like. One of our predictions is not going to age very well. Yeah, you never know; it could be Memphis versus uh, the Arizona Hotshots in the end, and it would be at least both close. Uh, but I'm going to stick with my man Zach Mettenberg. I, I think it's it's a bold prediction, given that he's not currently winning this uh, the starting quarterback battle on his own team right now. Uh, but having been a Penn State fan for so long, I I can sort of see what's coming in Christian Hackenberg's future, and uh, I think Zach Mettenberger is going to take over that position pretty quickly. Uh, I just have never seen Hackenberg quite find the accuracy. He's always had the arm. He's always had the talent, uh, but I I don't see him uh, being able to sustain any kind of accuracy in this league. I I see Zach Mettenberger taking over this team and then eventually uh, starting to take over this league. So, He's my eventual Offensive Player of the Year. It's going to be a long road to get there for him. Uh, he's got to win the starting quarterback battle, but I think he can do that and then move on to be the Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, my Defensive Player of the Year, I'm looking at Orlando Apollos, the guy I mentioned earlier, and Ryan Davis. Uh, so, he, Like I mentioned, he's spent some time starting for the Redskins and Jaguars at times in the NFL. Uh, he has shown to, to have some success in the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to roll this over into the AAF. I think he's going to find himself again. Like I said, he just kind of found himself on the outs in a, a couple of teams with a very good defensive line. Never seemed to find his way back. Maybe he wasn't motivated because he was sitting on the bench, but now he has the opportunity in this new league to potentially dominate and be one of the best players. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be explosive coming off the D line and I think he's going to find himself as the defensive player of the year at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point with Davis. He was actually kicked off the Rams this past year, um, just because of how great their line already was. So he, he has so much experience and, and I I definitely agree with you. He's going to be a force to reckon with this year, um, However, I'm actually sticking with the Trevor mantra. I think uh, 2019 is going to be the year of Trevor for uh, Player of the Years. And I'm going to go with Trevor Riley, the outside linebacker for the Salt Lake Stallions. Um, again, has some experience with the Pats. Relatively unknown guy. But I, I really think that he's going to have a breakout year and, and he's going to get that honors. Pretty young guy, too. So, you know, he's still, he's still nipping at the bits. Still, wants, still has a you know career to, to look forward to.
0: All right, and uh, at this point, we're going to wrap up this podcast. So uh, just to remind everybody, the first game will be the Atlanta Legends at the Orlando Apollos. That will be on CBS Saturday night, February 9th at 8 p.m. You catch the action on CBS. Uh, it will be a great start to a great season. Uh, the San Diego Fleet will also be taking on the San Antonio Commanders that week. It'll be uh, also Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, and then on Sunday, February 10th, 4 p.m., you'll have the Memphis Express and the Birmingham Iron. And it'll finish up at night at 8 p.m. The Salt Lake City Stallions and the Arizona Hotshots uh, playing the nightcap. So that's your week one schedule. Uh, next week we'll be back and, and we'll be wrapping up the, the week one action. We'll be previewing the week two action for you uh, as we will do every week from here on out for the rest of the season. So uh, for myself, for Kevin Long, Kevin Boz, and the rest of the K2 sports team, this has been the Inside the Alliance podcast. Hope you all enjoy the football next week, and uh, we will see you later.